Anthony, don't you just hate it whenever you're wrongly accused of espionage and they want to send you up to a space jail, but then they offer you a second chance to, uh, you know, earn your freedom and shit? Brian, that's like my Tuesday, (laughs) you know? (laughs) All right, guys. Well, hang out with us as we talk about the awesome movie Lockout with our special guest. So hang out and we'll get started. All right. Now the music starts. Space time. The end of the song. Space time. Again, <laughs> thank you, Anthony, for adding music so I don't have to edit that in. It's 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 helping me out so much with my editing. Yeah, it saves us on royalties. <laughs> That's right. I'm all you know, about saving the money here. That's right. It saves us time and saves us uh, any government issues. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, before we get too further, let's go ahead and introduce our awesome guest. Oh, guest, not guest. Uh, it is Victor. He runs uh, Dallas Beer Talk. Uh, definitely one of the most well-known people in the Dallas area whenever it comes to beer. So, Victor, welcome so much to our humble abode. Welcome, Victor. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. But you guys are equally well-known as well. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's not. You guys are just on the same level as me. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get talking about, you know, we usually talk about the the guests, you know, what they're doing, what they do, what they like, what they drink, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about beer. Let's talk about the beer that we're sipping on today. So I'll start off again. I'm doing Turning Point as in our last episode because I have so much of them in my fridge. I'm doing Abba Zappa. It's a single hop IPA, nice. uh, Mexican hop variety <laughs> Zappa. It's it's. I think it's a new hop that they actually put in there. and It's interesting. Mm. It's good. I like it. But what nice, about nice. you guys? What are you drinking, Victor? Right now, I have two beers out. I have a Haze Wizard uh, Series 16, and then I have Double Half Life from the Hand Project. So I'm gonna chug one just for you guys. Oh, we gotta. <laughs> I just don't know which one yet. What about you, Anthony? What are you? What are you sipping on? So I'm going with uh, I, uh, since we're all trying something different. I figured I'd try something different for myself. So Ryan uh, brought one of these over uh, over to me uh, uh, right as the quarantine started. Uh, I got the uh, Tups Double Dry Hop IPA Series 19. Now this is no normal Series 19, mind you. This is the chocolate orange Double Dry Hop IPA, and I will tell you, it is chocolate forward. It is. <laughs> quite chocolatey so if you're if you want if you want that chocolate fix and you want an ipa this is your this is your first and last stop nope. i tell you nope 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 nope, nope. <laughs> I, I sounds i sounds like i would just want to stop at that point yeah that's okay so i love you know i love tops i love a lot of stuff they do I was not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> that, honestly that's why i gave it to you i was like well, right, why'd you, you give it to me i was like you gotta try it. it's worth a try <laughs> It's so worth a try because it's interesting. It's very different, especially for an IPA. But I was like, no, thank you. Well, uh, I'm gonna drink this uh, things thing. like uh, things like Tubbs, Martin House, uh, breweries like that that try weird variants. They're gonna hit and they're gonna miss. <laughs> and, uh, this one did not intrigue me to try. So I'm glad you guys tried it for me. Yeah, it was. Wor- <laughs> I, I do think it was worth the try to have one. And that was enough. Well, that's right. You should at least try it, but I didn't. But um, if you guys ever go to New Mexico, Albuquerque, New Mexico in particular, 
Uh, there's a brewery out there. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they have a hop forward stout. So they dry hopped it at the back end and make it a stout. So it tastes, it tastes like an IPA in the beginning and finishes like a stout at the end. Hmm. And that's something that's interesting. Sounds good. That does sound good. It was uh, it's, New Mexico is definitely worth a beer trip. So okay. yeah. Man, there's so many yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think the last time I made my way west, I uh, skipped over Mexico and went to Arizona. I'm going to have to make my way to, uh, to, to some breweries in New Mexico next time I head in that direction. Santa Bay has some good ones. Uh, Albuquerque has some new good ones out there, too. They all, But the great thing about uh, New Mexico, they all cluster together. So at least six to seven that's clustered every time you go to one. So you can visit them, make a uh, good trip out of it. Nice. Unlike us in Texas. Yeah, I've heard the same Unlike thing. Unlike us in with... Texas, we have everything spread out. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. It's hard to do that no, you're via good. Skype, you know. But um, yeah, I've heard the same thing with Colorado. It's just like there's a lot of breweries that group together, and they're good to like go walk around next to you and all that. Yeah. But uh, so Victor, <coughs> most cities are there. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and tell us about Dallas Beer Talk? Uh, <laughs> Dallas Beer Talk is an uh, uh, easy talking show introducing people to the craft beer community uh, in all aspects of people just hanging out. Uh, would be from bartenders, sales reps, owners, and brewers. And I just like meeting new people and hanging out and drinking, you know. And it's mostly just getting to know people, introducing people to the community, you know, as well as me getting drunk. So that's always a plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'd also try to keep people informed. So I have a few different formats. Obviously, during this whole quarantine, I haven't really put out much content. I tried in the beginning, but I just. It just didn't feel right, felt off for me. But most of the time, I try to keep people informed. One episode is keep people informed. One episode is to entertain. And one episode is to experience, uh, visually experience different locations. You know, so I'll try to keep those, uh, that in, in mind for everything, you know. Yeah, this whole quarantine thing is throwing everybody out of a loop. All the normal stuff that we usually put out. Yeah. It's like, what do I do now? <laughs> Yeah, well, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely think because like I, I, one of the things I'm doing uh, while uh, all this uh, lockdown stuff is going on is I'm definitely like making lists. Like, all right, when we're allowed to go out and start doing stuff again, it's like I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And it's like you're providing a resource. It's like, all right, these are all the places that I need to go. So like, yeah. it's like, all right, I can go on the list. It's like, I need to hit this place up, hit this place up, hit this place up. So as soon as uh, as soon as they uh, it's off to the races, I can go and uh, check those places out. So yeah. I'm in the same boat. I am definitely in the same boat. Yeah. Also, I but I spent a lot of money buying interview uh, questions like podcasts and answer the internet uh, cards just to, to try to make videos. And I end up not making any videos. I end up just doing live streams now. <laughs> Those are fun to watch. It's fun to I, I've I've watched a few of the ones that you did where yeah you just hop on and you ask the questions and they're fun because you know it's a it's another way to interact with people without having to interact physically with people yeah that part sucks but you know you got to figure out how to make it fun you know you can't you gotta you gotta lighten things up (laughs) a little bit and i thought these would be fun some of the questions are fun some of them are just stupid like but it's payoff right yeah talk about like what what does what do the movies mean to you because i know that you're pretty hardcore into movies like we are and uh we want to know you know kind of the background of that Movies for me is a, I mean, I, I guess it's obvious for everybody's escapism, right? It's just uh, a fantasy escapism in different levels. Um, and for me as a child, that's what we normally did as a family. Uh, 
my uncle worked for a movie store, um, a local chain movie store. And uh, whenever the movies would break or cassettes would like uh, the the VHSs would crack, they'll still work, but they couldn't rent it. So he'll take all those broken ones home. So I just remember watching weekends, rainy days, just watching movie after movie, good ones, bad ones, B-rated movies, hmm. bad horror, bad comedy all the time. And it just become, became a escapism of just enjoyment, you know? Yeah. yeah. And watch a lot of bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we both, me and Anthony, both grew up watching some bad movies too. So we. Yeah. Bad. That's like so with, great. Like I know because yeah. with me, my experience with the with the movie rental store is like uh, I always made my parents. I I think I like throw a fit until they would rent the movies that have like the cool covers on it. <laughs> yeah. But the ones with the coolest covers are always the worst movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, they spent all their movie on the cover and nothing on the actual movie. Exactly. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's like, we got to get these people's attention somehow. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Let's get into Lockout. Let, let's get into this movie. I know we're, right, we're itching to start let's this Let's start one. digging into this. All right. So starting with the high-level synopsis on this that I pulled from the Google. Uh, so it goes like this. A government agent wrongly accused of a crime gets a shot at freedom if he can engineer a high-risk rescue mission to outer space. And, that's that's the same. And that's pretty on, much the movie. Here. <laughs> that's pretty much what happens. Yeah. So this movie... Yeah, pretty, so, pretty much what happens. So the crazy thing about this movie, uh, unless you guys got a part of the movie that I didn't get, it starts like uh, in Medias Race. It starts in the middle of everything. <laughs> it just is like, you're like, the movie's like, the way I felt like is the movie already started and I came into it and it was like maybe like 20 minutes in. Did you guys feel like that? Um, yeah, I felt, but I felt like it was a bad attempt to capture your attention. Like they did something yeah. heavy to capture your attention. It's like, let's backtrack a little bit here. After yeah. like eight minutes in. Yeah. They, but like I, they didn't go back far enough. Yeah. Like you said, like, <laughs> no, no. they throw you in and you're like, wait, am I supposed to know all these people that they're talking to? What the hell's going on? It's like, it was very confusing. I, I legit, I know I've said this on a few of my podcasts because it's really what I do is I pause and I'm like, did this start at the wrong spot? Like, what the hell? Yeah. So we we get in there. We're in the interrogation room. Guy, P, Guy Pierce's character, Agent Snow, he's getting interrogated by uh, two, uh, well, one of the government agents, and he's getting beaten by a man named Rupert, we find out. <laughs> so, the, which. Uh, so just so we can get to know uh, Snow, Agent Snow, he's a wisecracking, uh, wisecracking, uh, just super agent. That's like his whole thing. Is he's, he's like he he spits nothing but like one-liners like throughout the course of the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, but he's just getting his uh, ass handed to him, and then we start getting flashbacks to the uh, this mission has just like literally just occurred. Where he's there's this colonel who's potentially selling spy secrets, and uh, people getting shot. He's fighting these government agents, and basically the whole thing's getting observed by the guy that's interrogating him. And I'm just like, "All right, cool. Who are you, and why do I care?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's so yeah. many people on this that you're supposed to care about that you just don't. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, then we get a little good cop, bad cop guy. Got good cop, bad cop action, and we uh, then start flashing over to 
to MS-1, which is the space station in space where uh, the, uh, was it the daughter of the uh, president is visiting on a humanitarian. Yeah. So we start getting our first exposure up into space. We get up there pretty quickly uh, and uh, basically... It just basically sets the stage. We we, we already know, um, like we. I mean, if you if you've seen a trailer for this movie, you already know this is the most of the movie is going to take place in this location, and uh, you already know that Guy Pierce's character Snow is going to go up there. He's he, he's already told, hey, you've already been tried and sentenced. You're going to get frozen, put in stasis, and you're going to get sent to MS One, and it's just. It's just, uh, it's all just like a plot. To, uh, it's all contrivance to get everybody to where they need to go, right? Basically. Yeah. I feel like, so you, you're, you're good. Watching you do it in live, you're good at this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're really good at this. I, how, I don't know, how I describe it is a mixture of three movies. Um, yeah. It's uh, Escape from My Hand, or Escape from New York. Is with the one-liners and super agent, you know, yeah. can't do no wrong. And then uh, the freezing cop thing. Um, I'm, I'm, the movie's escaping my head right now. Demolition Man. Sylvester Demolition Stallone. Man. Yeah. Demolition Man. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the video game, uh, Snake. Yeah. Because he does some espionage stuff. Like it's a mix of these three different like things. Yeah, yeah. And they don't execute any of it. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I totally see that. I totally see that. Um, but it's like it's like if we it's like but it's that plus a comedy of errors because we also see uh, we see, we also see the genesis of this whole situation. We see the uh, the president's daughter. She goes in. She goes in. They give her like this real asshole to talk to. Heidel uh, uh, is the guy's name. Yeah, and what? he's like uh, this murder rapist, right? Yeah, out of everybody yeah. they could have fucking picked to talk to, why the hell did they pick this guy? Like, yeah, they picked like why the, the rapist. Yes. <laughs> so, like, so another character that we haven't mentioned yet is this guy Mace, oh, who is just like he's just like another dude who uh, he's just another dude who uh, was part of the uh, Snow's plot to kind of like get this briefcase and stow it away. That was part of this. Uh, yeah. it, that the briefcase basically ends up being our MacGuffin is like the thing everybody's after. The Holy Grail. And, yeah, and so like Mace would have been like a perfect guy. He's like no threat to anybody. He's just like a spy, you know. Yeah, he's not gonna kill anybody. <laughs> I but I could uh, not stop laughing though. Just really at at the uh, just to go back of just how they picked the absolute worst fucking person they could have picked out of the whole freaking space station to pick to for her to interview is the rapist killer most insane fucking person ever they're like yeah this is a good one for us to send in there that's great yeah <laughs> but like the, the whole thing is like the whole thing the reason this starts is because one of the uh one of the secret service agents they have to number one they're like we have to go stand on the other side of the glass with why? the prisoner by the way why, why? <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's he's in jail already yeah. why why are they protecting him for some dumbass reason <laughs> Yeah, and he's on the other side. Yeah, right? Like, like, why? There was zero like, prob- reason for a guard to be behind with the 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 uh, the prisoner. That made no sense. It's like that's the other thing. They have prison guards there, right? Well, apparently yes. not. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, apparently not enough. Like that's what they're for. There's like maybe two on there. I would assume, considering what the hell happens, like. 
And it's like, so issue number two is this oh. guy, uh, the Secret Service agent, he's told not to bring his weapons. Uh, you have to, like, before you go on the other side, you have to take your weapons. You have to check them in. My whole thing was, who's carrying weapons on a space station? And you shouldn't even bring those things into space. You shoot, a, you shoot and it's like going like, to punch a hole in the space station. And is there no metal detector to make sure they actually took the guns off? I'm... Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what they all, like, when I saw that, I was like, I've been, not that I've been in prison, but everyone that I visited in prison, no matter who you are, president or not, they always make you go to a security gate <laughs> to right. go to the metal detector. Yes. And you think that that won't make the, the, the Secret Service go to the metal detector? Yeah. Yes, they're going to the metal detector. And especially if you're building something up in fucking space, you think they would spend a little bit more money to be like, let's make sure this thing doesn't go fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. They're like, we trust no, they're you. Like, nah. It's like, ah, it's all good. <laughs> That's true. You got this. You got this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, uh, Secret Service, you're fine. That's right. You guys are great. So, yes. so he he gets out there, and of course, of course, it's like the uh, it's like the the ankle holster. Of course, the guy uh, the guy's like, I'm also a pickpocket, and he pickpockets the guy while he's still chained up, and he shoots like the other Secret Service agent. He like blows a hole in the glass, like the whole thing. He 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 shoots the chains. He gets he bre- he breaks out. Which, and okay. he shooting with this pistol. I'm like, number one, the other thing is like, how many bullets are in this gun? Not just that. Wait, time out, time out. When uh, when he, when he said, he, so it was a lighter. He's like, I'm also a pickpocket, and then he they show how he did all these things. Um, first of all, pickpocket or not, what did he use to pickpocket his cuffs? <laughs> like, what did he use? He literally walked in showing his hand and sat there and didn't move. What did he do? <laughs> It just magically so, moved away. That, it, like, yeah, his hands are chained. How did his hands go chained here to be able to reach down and grab something from the guy's holster down there? And two, yeah, he's just that. Huh? <laughs> he's just that yeah. good. And two, he's just that fast. Don't you <laughs> think they would make the glass bulletproof too? Yes. Come on. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. They spent, no, wait, listen, they spent all the money getting people to space. They don't have time for bullets. <laughs> that's yeah. right, that's right. Fast, you know? It's our government. Come on. We got to cut oh, corners man. somewhere. Yeah, it was made by the cheapest. Uh, it was made by the lowest bidder on on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to be. Had to be. Yeah. So they all break out. Heidel uh, is, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's out. He's shooting everybody. And then uh, he's not really interested. He's 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 interested in basically popping everybody out of there. So he gets to the uh, he gets to the control room, which is again really close to like the main area. And he just walks in there and he's basically tells one of the guys he's chasing uh, after the Emily, the president's daughter, and which he doesn't know who she is. Uh, he gets in there. He sees the uh, the the nerd standing in there uh, that's basically watching the control center. And he's like. Hey, open everything up. So the guy's like, okay. And he opens everything up. Uh, and so now we have all the prisoners. I think they say there's 500 prisoners on the station have all been released. Yeah. Of the worst of the worst. So yeah. the, not that, they, not that just, so well, you made a good point that how everything was so in visually was so close together. There's no design in any prison, in any lockup show, anything that the control room and then the prisoners will be in one room with each other. Right. There are sections for a reason in prison. Yeah. So you could break out of one section, and it's hard to get to the next section because you're separated. And the control room is far away. Not in space. Yeah, he's like, 
<laughs> no, not yeah, in he space. Literally, he literally went through one glass and he was like yeah. down the hall from the control center. And then after that, the, the guy let him open everything. Like he said, open everything. He's like, all right, cool. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. This yeah. This would be the 500 worst prisoners of all time. And then there's one, you're going to have one guy just break that quick? Like, I figured they would get the best of the best security guards <laughs> yeah. there. And like, my other issue was this space station must be really small, even though it looks huge. Like, you only see yes. like four to five rooms, and you're like, this is a really fucking small place for such a huge on the outside, but whatever. The funny thing about this, we keep talking about this, we're still only what? 15 minutes, 20 minutes? Oh, yeah, we're minutes. really into this thing. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, we my then, God. so many so many bad things happened. Yeah, it's so much. So, fun. so we now so uh, the alert goes out. Uh, they basically uh, basically we have uh, Shaw and what's the other guy's name? The other agent uh, Shaw and Langrel, who basically uh, yes. played by Lenny James and Peter Stormare. Uh, they're uh, they're basically like, all right, we have to we have to recover the president's daughter. She's up there. She's in this prison break. We need to get her out. Uh, so they're like, all right, what are we going to do? And Shaw, who has been like in, uh, he's been in Snow's corner the entire time, uh, because he's helping, he's trying to help him get, uh, this other guy, Mace, uh, so that they can figure out who's, who's spying and who's selling, selling secrets that from that earlier bit. And he's like, all right, I got an idea. It's like, but you're not going to like it. And as in every, we see in every other movie. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You know, he walked off there. No, we're here. We're still here. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So we. Uh, so he's like, you're not gonna like it, and it's like, okay. And again, Snow is. Uh, Snow is still going to MS1, but now he's going to MS1 to rescue the president's daughter, not to get locked up. So I didn't. I. I, I maybe I, I missed this part, but they didn't even tell him, hey, if you do this, you don't have to go to jail anymore. You'll get a pardon. So did did they say that to him? It's like, hey, if you do this, you don't go to jail anymore. I I just watched it last night and I feel like they I I, I don't remember do. the scene but I feel like they did but I don't think they did I don't physically think they did on, I guess it's on camera. Yeah, I yeah. think it's maybe implied, but I yeah. I'd want that in writing. Yeah, I guess I just yeah. assumed that. Same here because I literally just watched it last night and I can't remember a scene where they said he's gonna get off or he's not gonna go to jail. But not yeah I don't not on camera not at all. Yeah, I guess not. They don't give him any details on camera about what to do, how big is the space station really. <laughs> yeah, they like, give him which, zero which, information. Which I thought about. So I thought about this because if you uh, jumping ahead a little bit at, at the end, when of course he saves, uh, he saves everyone. Uh, at least he saves the president's daughter. He gets uh, arrested again at the very end of the movie, and I'm like, oh shit, he's still gonna go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> so zero incentive to save. Yeah, yeah you're right. right. You know the funny thing about it. I've watched the movie several times. Your statement just made me realize they don't ever on camera say he's going to get free. But why did he fight so hard? Yeah. <laughs> why? It's like out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's the type of person to do that out of the kindness of his heart. So uh, so going back to the beginning part, portion of the movie that we're still on. Uh, so the, the prisoners all get out. We, uh, we see that there's another gentleman who is kind of the leader of all the inmates. Uh, this guy's name is Alex, played by Vincent Reagan. Which? Uh, I know. There's so many interruptions. Oh, that's but, fine. Uh, 
why is he just assumed to be the leader? Like, he wakes up, and automatically right? everybody's just like, this guy is our leader. <laughs> like, no, but the way he, everybody moved out his way when he's walking. Yeah, it's like, just like right, how yeah, do they know? Watch. Aren't they all asleep? Like, <laughs> that doesn't make it. But, but this is also a new prison. It's not like they all were one gang member, and he was the gang leader. Yeah. Like, these are all different inmates from different places. And they good were point. asleep whenever point. they were in there, right? So, like, they don't know who anybody is, and they just wake up and be like, oh, this guy looks like he's going to be our leader. Like, Okay. He just got the he just got that walk. He just got that big dick energy walk. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy, this guy, this plays Alex. Uh, this uh, what's his name? Uh, Reagan here. He looks like a discount Gerard Butler. This is what I kept thinking. He's look like looks like Gerard Butler. Is is yeah, pretty much the type. Say that, yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm just the first one for all these statements. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah. my god. It's kind of like when they, uh, when they, uh, there's like this one actor I always see. I see him in these movies. He's like a discount force Whitaker. Uh, when you're, if you're looking for like a, a spooky, uh, spooky, uh, like a haunted uh, African American <laughs> actor, they always have like, if you can't get Forrest Whitaker, you get this other guy. We can't afford Forrest Whitaker, but we got this guy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's almost just as good. So uh, we, we, uh, we get all this together. They're basically like, all right, again, plot contrivance they're like all right we're gonna kill we're gonna kill a hostage every hour until you uh meet our demands and you let us go uh, of course they're in space so the logistics of this are quite difficult <laughs> and of course they're not gonna let these guys go so the only reason they haven't blown this shit out of the sky is because the president's daughter is up there so uh he gets uh basically they go in there they send the uh i really enjoyed this part of the movie they send the negotiator over and he is about to get the president's daughter out there, uh, out of there. Like he's basically like he's basically led them down the prison path. This is where I get the idea that these inmates are—they may be like the worst of the worst, but they're not smart. They're about to let this—they're about to let uh, Emily go because he's like, hey, you—you—you you, know—it'll show them the best goodwill is that you let a little woman go, uh, one that's injured. You know, that'll give you the best PR, and uh, and everything will be hunky dory, and we can give you the stuff that you want. And so they're about to let her go, and then it basically everything. Uh, they, I think, uh, Shaw pulls the trigger too too quickly, and when they get uh, Guy Pierce to go in there, and they're like, "Oh, hey, there's somebody crawling on the outside of the space station," and they're like, "Nope, deals off," and they're like, they shoot that guy, they shoot another a hostage, and then like they're like shut down. Yeah, I. So, the the, the negotiator guy. Hmm. I thought he wasn't going to do it because he was a very bad actor. Like, <laughs> like he, he did not no, do that. He thing. wasn't that bad. He wasn't good. No, he, he was pretty bad. bad. I was just like, I was like, oh no, they're going to like get on to like, oh, there's, he's doing something else. Cause it was very obvious the way he was messing with the freaking glasses. Yeah. That, I don't know. I was just like, no, they're going to catch on to and shoot this guy. But somehow he was about to get away with it. I was like, nope, that doesn't add up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's playing with his uh, Google Glasses there. Yes, Google Glasses. <laughs> oh, wow, I forgot about Google Glasses. This is, um, that whole part of the, the whole part of the, the, so what irritated me about that part of the movie is where they don't specify that they could, they have light speed travel or they could travel fast, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little faster than we can right now, but it's right. still two weeks out. You can fly back and forth, maybe a week out. Like, it wasn't like, this, and anybody could fly there and move them out of there. And then also, what leverage do they have outside the president's daughter? Like, when they say we're going to kill one person every hour, okay, cool. No food. No air. 
We can turn your air off from yeah. outside. Yeah. Like, what are you talking Which, about right now? That's my. Well, that's one of my other complaints about this thing. This whole thing. Apparently, you can't do any control of this prison from the outside. Which I, uh, which I guess would be good for a prison, but like there's some elements when we get to later where I'm like, why don't they have the capability to think, keep this thing in orbit, like with outside control? I mean, you should want that. I'm actually gonna. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna talk about a scene like way ahead where <clears throat> they're in that the like the panic room area, and uh-huh. the guy freaking shoots the the board, thinking, oh, this will stop him, and he fucks up their air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Again, why do you have guns on the space yes. station? <laughs> and then at the next part, whenever like the the crazy guy turns off like the uh, gravity machine, uh huh, and then he shoots it, and then the people on the other station turn it back on. I'm like, this is proof that shooting shit doesn't fix anything. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the guns were used successfully like at all during the course of this movie, no. unless they were like point blank range. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was just like. This is why you shouldn't have guns in space. Because apparently you think that will fix everything, and it fucking doesn't. It makes things yeah. worse. So getting getting to that point that you uh, the panic room portion that you talked about. So Snow gets in there, and he basically starts getting his ass kicked by like one of the inmates because uh, he's like basically he's not even like snooping around or sneaking around all that much. He's just kind of walking around. This guy comes yes. in and starts kicking his ass, and then the president's uh, daughter Emily and. Uh, the her secret service guy that's helping her out they basically uh they get out of this uh, elevator i think and they come by and so he's just beat down this other guy they see him and and then the emily the president's daughter she like punches or kicks the shit out of him and knocks him down and then they go hide in the room and you're like cool you just got your ass kicked by the person you're supposed to save yeah you made those but <laughs> so they sent him on a secret mission to A, not get your freedom, B, to go in there and save the president's daughter, the first thing you do is walk around like no one can see you yeah. and just start fighting everybody. Like, then, there is no plan at all. And then, and then the person you get saved, save. basically, you have to, like, you get beat up and saved at the same time. Like, you, what are you talking right now? Yeah. The person that you're supposed to save beats the shit out of you as soon as you see her. Yes, but then, but it was no negotiation. There was no talk. Like, where's the... Because he breaks in and starts fighting people, but they could kill her. They yeah. could kill her at any he, time. He doesn't know. It's uh, it's funny. That's what makes that movie made me start laughing uh, all so hard. I was like, okay, yes, this is a this is a B rated movie that I need to just laugh at. Oh uh, man. So then we get to the part where uh, we get to the part where we get our little bit of a diehard uh, homage, if you will, where he's crawling crawling through the vents. Yeah. And so that die hard for sure. Yeah. For for uh fortunately that goes pretty quickly. Uh, uh we we see like we see that like I, we see this several times where the prisoners kind of see that he's kind of moving through the area. Again, he's not being sneaky at all. No. And he's like sneaking through these vents uh but we never see like the bad results of that except for when he gets to this torsion shaft what they refer to it is basically a spinning death uh spinning death column is what I would call it. But he's basically able to float across this thing, and that's where we get the part that where like everything is turned off. But like, if it turns off, okay. So I feel like this is so backwards. Like the gravity's on, cool. So they turn off the gravity machine, and he falls. Which, I'm, I'm like, and I'm like, why? Yeah, in this movie, <laughs> if you're in space, you fall so hard. There's no floating. You just fucking fall. Like, yeah. So, well, yeah. it's like if, if the artificial gravity's on, you float. 
but if the artificial gravity is off, yeah, you fall. Doesn't make sense. Which I feel like it's is backwards because that's how gravity works. It works yeah. only in events that keeps you <laughs> keeps you down. Yeah, I hate whenever gravity's like, on on Earth and I'm just floating around. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's this like. Is, it, go ahead. No, no sorry. this is where that part of the movie, like about this, is still only about forty minutes in, maybe if yeah. you're lucky. <laughs> um, of the movie, uh, where we're we're looking at it as like uh, as for the first time when you guys watched it, same for me is is like, okay, there is no writing in this movie whatsoever. Right. Or they were like, hey, we need to make a movie, and we got two months here <laughs> in space. President's daughter escaped from New York. Let's do it. <laughs> You know, I should have when I saw that when I saw who was the producer, who, the producer for this movie. I mean, this Luke Besson, this is like our uh, Luke Besson. This is like how he freaking makes movies. You ever seen like Valerian? Uh, was it City of a Thousand Planets? That's like how yes. it went for the entire course of that freaking movie. This is just like one of his movies. They're freaking nuts and they make no sense. He hands them a script. It's halfway filled out and be like, here, do the rest. It's like the rest is Mad Libs. You yeah. do what you want. The yes. rest is yours. <laughs> he was like, here's the outline. Figure it out, That's actors. Right. Go ahead. He leaves blank spots. He goes, and then you find blank. Yeah. <laughs> Fill it in however you want. Some Mad Libs. Uh, so it has to be. It has, it has to, be. to be. Insane. So we, he gets in there. The uh, we flip back to the panic room. Uh, they're running out of oxygen because he shot the thing. So they're uh, getting oh, nitrogen poisoning. So mad. He uh, the 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 uh, secret service guy. He's like, all right, I'm breathing too much air. I guess the only way to solve this problem is to shoot myself in the head. So he does that. You know what happens like minutes later? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yes. I so forgot about that. And it's built up to be like this dramatic like, thing. You know what? I'm breathing, so I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes later, <laughs> they get saved. It's like, well, it's like, it's like, it's built up as this dramatic thing, but I was like, number one, you're the asshole that got us into this situation. <laughs> yes. Number two, dude, what the hell? <laughs> Like right now, I was legit laughing so hard that I was crying when Rick got saved. I was like, "What a dumbass!" But that makes no sense. Your job is to save the keep the president's daughter safe, right? And then you're gonna kill yourself because you can't no longer do your job. Yeah. But then, not only did he get saved, they don't even mention him for the rest of the movie. Yeah. No one was anybody was heartfelt about no, it. Nobody like, cried. Oh, no, don't do nobody it. Was he just said, yeah, do you see? The president's daughter didn't acknowledge it. No. Fucking <laughs> the secret agents didn't acknowledge it. They're like, all right, cool story, bro. Kill yeah. yourself. Uh, it was that dumbass that shot the panel. <laughs> he deserved it. Oh my god. That oh, was so man. bad. Uh, so oh so we get to my favorite part of this movie is where they start jab they they have to jab a needle into the the to the president's daughter's eye. So I, oh, I was yeah. like, I don't know about you guys, but when I saw that, they were like, hey, you have to, they have to like, he, was it, he had to like uh, jumpstart her heart. So he had to do the defibrillator thing to get her, uh, to get her, bring her alive, bring her back alive. And then they had to like uh, activate the cerebral cortex. I can't remember what particular thing was, but they basically had to stick a needle and like shock her brain to get it to work again. And I was like, all right. And he's like, got this needle. And I know it was only like a few seconds, but I felt like that was like minutes long where he's like basically positioned this thing and it like jabbed her. You can see it. You can see the eye like dimple a little bit. I was like, "Why did you spend money on getting that effect?" 
Because yeah. that like made me so queasy. Yeah. yeah. That was the scene that everybody... Just for that. They make you queasy. That's what yeah. they cared about. Everybody looked away, and you know they spent so much money on that part. But it's not just that. But he went, we're out, and he had a hesitation. Like, that's the eye? That's how I do it? Why yeah. eye? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Are you eye? Bam! All right, there you go. No right hesitation. It's like he's done this but before. But then, like, again... No one acknowledges the Secret Service guy who sacrificed his life because, yeah. you know, he's a great guy. And they just move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't even see yeah. the guy lying in the corner anymore. It's yeah. like, it's like <laughs> they dragged his body yeah. out of the shot. The guy's fucking right there. And they're like, man, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> she basically looked at him and was like, if she, I don't think she even looked at him. She's like, oh, fuck that guy. And walked off. Never acknowledged that he's dead. He's dead. I mean, like, what happened? So, oh, so God. basically he gets up, he gets, he, she comes, she, she comes back, she's aware and she gets moving again. And this is where I, uh, I felt like the movie was like in its, in it's like in the zone. And I really liked it. Cause I was like hoping they would maintain this. Cause inevitably these movies always end up where they don't like each other, but then they find some reason that they like each other. They fall in love. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, you know, they're smooching at the end of the movie because that's yeah. always how it goes. Uh, but would, like, yeah. This movie, like, she hated his guts. He didn't really care about her, and he's just like being a total asshole towards her. And I was like, if you can just maintain this dynamic throughout the entire course of the movie, where you just hate each other the entire time, but are working for the same goal, I would love it. Yeah. And uh, I would say, you know, I would say the only saving grace, you're right, is the is the the acting in the movie is not great, but the acting between the secret agent and the president's daughter and the dynamic of them did save a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. Uh, the towards the end, that. Sure. Yeah, the uh, the the uh, and that's what I was really happy about is that dynamic was maintained more or less throughout the course of the entire movie until maybe the very, very, very end of the movie yeah. uh, where they were just basically antagonistic toward each other the entire time. Because we're, that's where we get where he brings her over there. They basically uh, the, the, the prisoners finally figure it out that she's the president's daughter. So he's like, all right, cool. We got to make you look different. So he's like mixes up this motor oil. uh uh, mixture, where it's like I, I don't know what it is. it's like motor oil, urine, and something else to put in her hair, and, and he and he basically coffee. Uh, coffee. I don't know. I I can't. I couldn't remember what it was. And like I I guess it's an effective hair dye. Uh, yeah. And he also gives her a haircut. It looked great. Which she was not. Uh, she did not get voluntarily. So. Which I, I felt like that. Was I can't. Almost... Remember, I can't remember. I don't think they they don't change her outfit, do they? I don't think so. She puts on. Uh, they the put on the. Uh, they put her on the jumpsuit. The jumpsuit. Yeah, okay. yeah. but they put it over her like, normal clothes. It felt like a Me Too moment almost. I was like, uh oh. Everybody's <laughs> <Or> like <laughs> forcing her to like put the stuff in her hair. Like, uh, this feels a little unwanted, but let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> this was a little aggressive. Like, she, yeah. she did not want to, but yeah, she did not want to do that at but all. I mean, like, he butchered her hair. Too. She was complaining the whole time about being saved. Like, come on, girl, you're being saved. Be grateful. Oh, why? Why would she be grateful? I should be put in this situation. Why would my secret service just kill himself? And also, why would they in the room with the bad guy who's a pickpocket apparently and can magically pickpocket himself without yeah. moving his hands? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on, the whole situation is really fucked up. So just stop complaining. <laughs> get it? It doesn't make sense. We're moving on. So we get the whole thing where uh, where he basically uh, snows like. Hey, he gives her the map. He gives her the map to figure out where this uh, escape pod is. He gives her a gun. He's like, oh, it's a, it's down there. Go do it by yourself. I got to go with another thing to do. Of course, he's not going to let her do that. Uh, so they end up tagging along, uh, tagging along together. Uh, and they go to find 
uh, Snow's, uh, one of Snow's, uh, I don't know what this guy is to Snow, but it's like one of these guys that works with Snow that is on the station now, Mace. Uh, they they go through the main area where Gen Pop is. They uh, they walk through. They get in a little tussle. They close the door and they find in this. Fortunately for them, they find in this little panic room area. They find Mace. But uh, as was foreshadowed earlier in the movie, he's got a little uh, he's got a little uh, dementia from the stasis process, where these guys get all frozen uh, uh, demolition man style. And so he's really useless. He doesn't. He's not able to tell uh, Snow where its briefcase is. He's not able to like speak code, uh, have any cogent thoughts, or like basically give any information. He's uh, he's with us for a little while. They're able to. They start getting chased by these other uh, these other guys through the station, and they're just running through until Mace uh, gets uh, stuck. He gets like stuck behind the door, and he's not able to uh, hear them talk to him about re- resetting the door to get through. So he ends up freezing to death in this door. He, uh, uh, they keep prodding him to get information on where the suitcase is, but he keeps saying random stuff, which uh, we find out later. He's actually telling them where the briefcase is. Uh, so that's fortunate for them. They're able to put that together. But uh, it's just uh, this whole process where we basically get uh, that information in code from him. Uh, but uh, and, but he ends up dying pretty quickly in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but do you remember? I just felt like it was ex machina because they're like, "Oh, this is the secret he was trying to tell us." But there's no way, as an individual, putting myself in that situation, there was no way for me to decipher that. Even, even if it was smacked in my face, his like yeah. word vomit that he was saying, like it was his ex machina that they're like, "Oh, I remember every word he just said, and this is what he was saying." Well, it's like it's like uh, I, I this. Uh, the, the the only person the person who remembers this is uh, Emily, the president's daughter, and I, I'm like she has to have like some sort of eidetic memory that she's able to remember these things like like as the, as they actually occurred because she's like thinking and she's like it shows her thought process and she like remembers the specific words this guy said. It's like he's like saying lullaby, lullaby, or uh, uh, Union Blue and all this other stuff that's basically code for these different areas like. It's in the unions. It's in the Union Station, uh, and it's the blue line, and uh, it's uh, the word "lullaby" spray painted across these lockers, and it's like it ends up pointing to where all this stuff is. But like the way she remembers it, with all the stress of that going on, I would never know that. Was, that's what he was no, telling me. I would have it has that. to be ex machina because they're like again to a point earlier was like it's just an outline of the movie. This is the plot: disgraced agent going to jail, president's daughter fucking stuck in prison save her ain't no space yeah ending save her don't don't care i don't care how you do it save yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> and they had this figure out to end the movie they're like she has fucking secret memory that she can remember every word said in the last 45 minutes yeah. right and then move on from there like it was yeah. so crazy because there was no lead up to her having a good memory of anything it was yeah. no indication that she was useful that way and she definitely right. did not write it down <laughs> Nobody yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Nobody would have because they thought it was gibberish. And they wasn't even listening to him. That's what I'm saying. Like, there was just an ex machina because she was just a uh, fucking savant of memory words because she was in the frame. She looked disgusted in the frame. If you go back and watch this movie, and for people listening, just go back and watch the movie. Look at the actress face. She typically looked like she was not disinterested in what the guy was saying. Yeah. And she was trying to look her way out. So she wasn't paying yeah. attention. She looked glazed <laughs> over, like, 
just staring, thinking about. I wonder what they're doing back home. <laughs> yes. Well, it's like it's like it's not like they pulled the tapes from like the station because the damn thing exploded. So yeah, <laughs> like pretty pretty exploded pretty hard. So <laughs> so anyways, so uh, we get to the part where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They get to uh, they get to the they finally get to the escape pod uh, and uh, or they get close to the escape pod anyways, and uh, the International Space Station. I, I, okay, so I don't remember if this happens before or after the escape pod, but the International Space Station runs into MS One. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? Why? Why the hell did that occur? That was so unnecessary. That came out of fucking nowhere. Again, another. There was another ex machina. Because there was no countdown of a ramming of the Internet Space Station into yeah. the prison. There was Zero no indication that was happening. There was nothing to say that was going to happen. There was no timer for it. And it was literally in the frame for frame. It was, they got to the escape pod. And as they're leaving, the uh, Internet Space Station is falling down into the thing. It was like, yeah. why? When did it happen? When did yeah. that occur? It, like, it added I, was confu- I was so confused. It added nothing to the movie. Well, it's 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 like it, it made me think of uh, oh, it made me think of another movie where basically something happens and it gets explained after the fact. Is like if you explained it to me, like if you'd give me like a clue that this was happening, this would have been a really cool moment. But this cool moment ended up just being really fucking confusing to me because I didn't expect it. And that's why they spent all the money for the budget for the CGI. They were yeah. like, okay, yes. here we go, <laughs> explosions. Guys, guys, I got a great idea. Let's just have this space station just randomly run into this fucking thing for no reason. It's like it really because it made me. It did make me think of that movie Gravity a little bit, but like it, it just kind of came out of left field, and I was like, "Why? Why did that happen?" And apparently, the one person that like I guess controls the station is dead. But I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Don't you think it should be like automatic by now, or just like the station? Like this is like the year twenty. Yeah, this is like the year 20 XDX, you know, this is like the late 2000s, something, somebody should be driving, there should be an AI that drives this thing by itself, right? Yeah, it shouldn't exactly. be a person. So but even thing- if it's a person who checks the numbers, if they don't, if they die, they shouldn't be like, okay, they're dead, so we're just going to ram into the <laughs> prison. That shouldn't be the default yeah. of the <laughs> thing. But station's gone. The station's gone. <laughs> like not even not even to mention the fact that this is like the late two thousands. That thing shouldn't even be in orbit anymore. But that's besides the point. We're already past there. We're way past that. <laughs> so Fair. the other thing that the other thing that happened to, uh, that I thought was interesting is like uh, Emily. She's accusing Snow of like uh, sacrificing his friends and being a selfish person throughout the course of this. And I'm just like, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Snow came up on the space station to save you. And he just sacrificed, like, he almost, like, got killed trying to save his friend Mace, like, to rescue him from the space station as well. She's accusing him of being selfish, and I'm just like, he, like, is, like, doing all this shit to, like, save all these people. How is he a selfish person? Yeah, and, uh, whose guard just killed themselves to save you, and you didn't try to stop it? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but yeah he's the selfish another, one. But this is, this, the last 20 minutes of the movie, what, what, the, the movie's not great from start to finish because there's a lot of holes in it. But as a bad movie, you accept having plot holes. The yeah. last 20 minutes of the movie, it's just a lot of ex-mocking of things that happened just to finish the movie that pissed me right. off. And then that <laughs> argument, 
Because wa- watching last night, I was like, this argument makes no sense. Because she has the dynamic they showed for the na- the last forty minutes was a playful, angry ba- uh, banter between two friends. Yeah. And slightly towards the last twenty minutes, they were like kind of romantic. And then she was like, "Oh, you're a piece of shit." Where did that come from? There was yeah. no. There was no lead up to it. There was nothing. <laughs> Girls. It was it just a, lot, a lot of things that didn't lead up to it, and uh, so watching the movie last night, I have like a new few notes of how to make the movie better. If they yeah. were to make a remake of this movie, I have a few notes of how to make this movie better. All right, we may have to get some of those ideas from you there, because I'm curious about that. So uh, the uh, the other part we get is so kind of back to the ISS thing. We get the ticking clock. The MS1 has eight hours before it crashes into the Eastern Seaboard. So we have our ticking clock. We have eight hours to finish this movie. <laughs> So the other thing that uh, the, ne- the next important thing that happens while while uh, while uh, Alex is running around trying to capture the president's daughter and try to capture Agent Snow, uh, Heidel he's up on the deck. He's like again he's been established as a loose cannon where he's just like does crazy shit. He goes and he kills all the freaking hostages. Uh, the only thing the only person who's not the only person who's a potential is a hostage or a potential hostage is Emily and she's the only one that's not dead. So Alex comes up there and he's like, "What the hell are you doing? Why are you killing all these freaking people?" Uh, it's like, and basically, uh, they they capture Emily, they get her up there, and uh, uh, Hyde wants to do the thing he does to people up there. Uh, Alex is like, "No, you're not going to do that." And uh, basically, Hyde's like, "Ah, uh, so I'm just going to stab you." So he stabs him. Yeah. That was like out of nowhere. Yeah. Again. Yeah. It's just like, all right. Uh, the uh, there's a whole subplot with the uh, there's a whole subplot uh, that goes on with the uh, back at the uh, in low orbit police station uh, where there's a twentieth. Uh, they use the twenty fifth amendment to remove the president from office uh, so they can do an assault on the station while the president's daughter is still up there. Nothing comes from that. Uh, <laughs> no. Except they get no uh, no lead up to no lead up to saying hey we gotta remove the president so we can kill his family member and then bring him back like there was no lead up to that yeah. just happened and then nothing came from that nothing oh, came from that yeah they even do the assault and then they I was like they forgot that there were guns on the station so they all all those guys blow up except yes. for like maybe one that was one of my big issues too it's like I mean obviously we talked about already about the whole it's not smart to have guns up in space but not just that yeah. but. In the freaking prison, not the police station that's a little bit away, the freaking prison has a shit ton of guns. I'm like, what is yeah. wrong with you people? It's like they set it up for a bad movie to happen. <laughs> well, it's like, yes. The, the, well, it's the other, the, the other, this is the other thing about space, too. If you've seen the movie, uh, the show The Expanse, like when they, when they shoot missiles at each other, they shoot them like from like hundreds of kilometers apart. Like, uh, it's like you can, you could shoot, they could have shot a missile at the, the prison, like, uh, and blown it to smithereens from like super far apart where super far away where the cannons or the guns or whatever they had out there wouldn't able been able to get them. They maybe would have been able to shoot like a missile. If you shot a bunch of them, they maybe shot a few missiles out of the sky, but they would have, the missiles would have destroyed the station. But as we know, but they had to place the a movie. bomb specifically on it. Yeah. Yeah. In this movie, in space, there's gravity. We know that in this movie. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yes. It bugged the shit out of me at the end. So. Yes. 
So uh, we see Heidel, he goes, uh, I guess he decides he's not going to do the thing he wants to do to, uh, to uh, Emily. Uh, he goes to stab her, but uh, we, see, we then see Agent Snow, he's there, and he's grabbed the knife by the blade. Cool move, I will say. Uh, and he's basically stopped him, and he's he knocks out uh, he knocks out Heidel, uh, Emily, and Snow. They're able to run to where they get into these big kind of bulky spacesuits. They jump out of the space station, and uh, that pissed me off. They jump out, yeah. They jump out just as the, uh, the as the place is about to explode. And I'm like, why wasn't why weren't these spacesuits an option initially? Yeah. Uh, they they because they're entry suits. Yeah, there's no lead up to anything. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, many issues of, like, that of no mention of these spacesuits. And whenever they jump out, they're falling. Like, there's no gliding out. There's no, like, yeah. low-gravity thing. Go. It's just, like, like they have fucking rocks, and they just jumped into water. Like, they're going straight down. So, they, they do that. Uh, they, uh... The uh, and like the, the only thing I the only other thing once they, they land on an overpass and it's like New York City I guess and the second the only we see there's traffic on these streets and I'm like she's like passed out she's laying on the street he's like on the overpass and I'm like they're gonna get fucking run over by a truck it's like they're gonna get hit by something <laughs> just laying down on the ground on these freaking highways uh, that doesn't happen the police are there like two seconds fortunately for them yeah, uh, and yep. then we go through this whole thing where she remembers the codes they find the suitcase at and then there's like this whole other B plot that like at the end that kind of like closes the loop on the first part, portion of the plot, where basically it turns out that Shaw, the guy that was helping Guy Pierce's character the entire time, was actually a bad guy. But it wraps up a plot a, a plot point that we kind of like started in the middle of in the beginning, and so we get the kind of conclusion of a plot point that we started at the middle of, and so we are just missing the beginning of that as to why it's important. Yeah. I... <laughs> so, so that's how that again. Yeah, it's all ex machina. Yeah the, yeah, the ending briefcase thing. I didn't even fucking care anymore. I'm just like, okay, cool. I guess. I mean, this this movie feels like the second movie in a trilogy yeah. to me. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm missing the first. That's episode. a great way to say yes. that. Yes. Yes. We forgot to watch the first movie. Yeah, we need the first movie so we can understand what's going on in this movie. I feel like I'm watching Empire Strikes Back. It's like this, <laughs> this. If with, with if I have Star Wars, this movie will be so much better. Yeah, like you skip New Hope and then watch. Yeah, it's yeah. just perfect. Like because there's no explanation of most of these characters. There are just a lot of ex machina towards the end, and all these things meant to be impactful, and then this leads to like what. Get back to the shooting. Get back to the fighting. Like those yeah. are the things you, you're good at. Which Get they back did, to that. I'll give them credit. They did a lot of that. They did a lot of they did a lot of show not don't tell. But I need a little, slightly a bit more tell because I need to know why the show is important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to actually somewhat care about some of these characters that we're supposed yeah. to care about. <laughs> yes, I want to, but also want to feel like I'm watching the same movie. So most movies, as an as an audience, you know more than the characters right. going on. But in this movie, you know less than the characters on screen because you're like, yeah. "What? How did that happen? Yeah, like where'd that come from? Yeah, it's like they had a whole conversation without the camera there. And you're like, "Wait, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> oh, that's I great. need more. I need more help than that. Yeah, 
just a little bit oh. more detail would have been perfect. Oh boy, this movie. So, all right. all right, that's the premise. The end, right? That's where we're ending it. Yeah, that was that's that the was end. the end yeah. of the movie. Okay, cool. So, Victor, I want to hear your thoughts of how they could have made this better. Your, your little. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically uh, six things they could have done. It's still gonna be a bad movie. First of all, it's still gonna be a bad movie. <laughs> but <laughs> this doesn't help us be like, I get what's going on. First and foremost, you start off with the president's daughter going to the, the brand new space station and explaining why she's going and starting there. And you have that whole scene, how it plays out with weird and goofy. It doesn't make any sense how he breaks out. Let, that's the intro to the movie. Okay. Then you flip back eight hours earlier to the guy getting beat down. And it's like, okay, you get beat down, interrogated. They stop all the interrogation. They're like, hey, 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 this piece of shit. Don't give him backstory to him. Don't give him backstory. He's a piece of shit. We're beating him up. The United States government owns rights to this guy right now. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, we need you. We need you to go to space because you're the best agent we had. And we're still going to kill you at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I need you to go save the president's daughter. Uh, not, not in those words, but basically show back, go back to him saying, hey, okay, we've got this guy who's the greatest agent we ever had. We ever trained. We, can't, we have no others. He's just this one guy, the greatest agent we ever trained. We're going to go to him because he betrayed us somehow. And we're not going to explain why. Um, but then we're going to come to him to go up there in space. The, the other five things that I would love to change to make the movie better is the, no, the negotiator agreed his role expand it more because uh-huh. side the the side b part is the negotiator also trying to figure out how to take the president's daughter now expand his role of the movie of getting the task call going to space almost saving her but then getting cash on himself and the a plot is the guy sneaking onto this uh, uh prison station through the vents not knocking on a fucking door yeah. <laughs> and going, in, <laughs> going into the station and sneaking in and it makes his role more impactful because the part B plot was to save the, the negotiator. And he almost did, but he failed toward the end. Yeah. And that's uh, three and four steps to make the movie a little more interesting. Last thing to make it more interesting, keep the dynamic. Uh, like last two things to keep that. Keep the dynamic. Once he gets to the president's daughter, no one sacrifices their life. Everybody's attempting to save their life. Mm-hmm. But... What the the uh, the thing is, the that uh, the station that falls down, we have an idea of why that's falling down. Something because of the gravity. They shut the gravity off. They shot something. They shot a bullet in space that hit that other station that makes it fall down because you shouldn't have guns in space. Yeah. Because there's no resistance once it passes any gravity. Yeah. So any of those things would have made it like okay, this is gonna happen, but the characters don't know this is happening. We as an audience, that's our suspense. We yeah. know this station is falling down. That's our own suspense. But uh, don't kill anybody. Don't kill the negotiator. Don't kill the secret agents or let them kill themselves. The secret agent, the greatest agent of all time, is doing his job by sneaking and getting around and getting behind the scenes of these people and saving people behind the scenes and killing what he needs to do. A little bit less action in the first 40 minutes, but then realizing, hey, we got no way to get out of here without fighting. Allowing the secret agent to fight, allowing the uh, president's daughter to fight and making more of a last 30 minutes of an action film saying, hey, we got to fight our way out. And then somewhere along the line, realizing that station's falling. 
the plot about the fucking briefcase and that real ass fucking tangent. Cut all that out. That's not the yeah, big plot. I agree. I well, it's like, it's like and that's how it makes that. the movie look more interesting. I yeah. watched that. <laughs> That whole that whole plot that the that that whole briefcase plot that everything's just kind of couched in it make that's what makes it feel like to me like it belongs in like a set of another set of movies. Yeah. If you yeah if we do if they do what you kind of what you point out it's a it's it's a thing that stands on its own. It doesn't need a uh, lead in or a, a a lead out for the the total story plot. So yes. yeah. I hope, you know what? where's my phone at? I want to find out if this was a trilogy or a book trilogy. Yeah, it, I mean, because really, it did feel like we were watching two, almost three different movies happening at one time, but you only cared about the one that they really weren't harping on. Like, yeah, they kept on coming back to the briefcase. They kept on coming back to something else, and you're like, I don't care. I want to see how do they get out of the space station. I want to see gravity yes. actually work. Yeah. That, that really I, yes. did bug me. I, I, obviously, that that's the one thing that bugged me the most, was just the fucking gravity made no sense in this. Yeah. It was so terrible. Oh, I will man. say, Victor, on your on your thing with the uh, on your thing with the uh, the negotiator, I will say, I think one of the things that would made it really good is if they uh, used uh, Langrel's character, uh, Peter Stomare's character, as the negotiator mm-hmm. for him going in personally to do that. Because he's like, yes. if you were in like, if you were like, I'm gonna go in personally. I'm gonna bring back the president's daughter. That would have that that would have made that really cool. Because then he, because I've seen Peter Stamora in some action roles. He's like pretty good. So like, uh, that would have been really good too. Yeah, if they had expanded the role of the was, uh, the negotiator. That was one of the issues too. Is yeah. they had so many really good actors that didn't do a lot in this movie. Oh yeah, like they have Lenny, Lenny James. He's yeah. for, have you seen him in The Walking Dead? Yeah, he's awesome. They've had so, they had so many good guys that they kind of just had almost as background characters. You're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, I just found out something about this movie. Um, so this movie got sued. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, and uh, the original director of Escape from New York and Escape to L.A. won the lawsuit against this movie. Oh. Because it's basically their plot in space. Wow. So the screenwriter uh, who wrote those movies won uh, 50 euros in 2016. That's hilarious. That's great. Yeah. So it makes sense why I said it's kids from New York. But I didn't know about this legal action. But no, this was a single standalone movie with no books or anything connected to it. Of course it was. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Um... But it's a fun movie. Uh, even though we've been ragging about this movie oh, for the yeah. last twenty minutes, it's a fun movie to watch. It is also fun with friends. Like we all, I would would have loved to do this. Like without the quarantine, let's say Friday night we all watch this movie together. You know, have like dinner, oh, watch yeah. this movie, and make fun of it. And then I think it would have been equally enjoyable. You know, because it's just a fun bad movie. I yeah. Agree. Oh yeah. So all right. Um... Victor, we will let you start. What is one thing that you really liked about this movie? Visually, believe it or not, even though the budget was really low on this movie, it visually didn't look bad. And I really appreciate it not for most of the movie not looking bad. You know, when you have a budget of $10 million, $20 million, some movies look visibly bad. Uh, Even though it was small, it looked like the space station was maybe one bedroom apartment (laughs) sometimes. But 
it's uh, it visually looked good. I enjoyed that. Uh, a lot of great actors in it, so that's that's not too positive. Great actors in it, visually look well. It doesn't make sense. God no, it doesn't make sense. But it's good to look at. All right, uh, Anthony, you're up. So one of the things I always pick on, you know me, because I uh, I come from the more more on the engineering side of things, is I always pick on technology, particularly if this movie comes uh, occurs in the future. Uh, the uh, the so, I will say, I do, well, I do have a bone to pick with some of its depiction of its reality in the year 2079. Uh, I, I do, I did enjoy seeing some of their ideas uh, of like uh, of space stations and all these different things in there. So I do like some of their, I, I do like their depiction of, of of futurism. I do like some of the visuals they, uh, uh, like Victor said, I, I I do enjoy some of the visuals they provided there uh, for the settings. It provide it provided. Well, it may not be a unique idea. Uh, it, it does occur in a uh, a interesting environment, so I think a lot of the stage setting and uh, is is really cool. Uh, I just wish they had kind of could have done more with it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm on the same boat as you guys. Of, I thought it looked great. I thought they they did great effects. Um, the space station itself, I do think that it looked really good. Uh, Honestly, I, I feel like the acting overall was really good on it. Um, there's, of course, besides the stuff that we kind of already talked about, there's a lot of stuff that I did like about this movie. It was fun to watch, but I would have to pick as my number one. It visually was very appealing to the eyes. It, it was good mm-hmm. to watch. The the graphics, the CGI stuff, the yeah. The way that they they obviously made the space station look, I thought they did a great job on that part. So I, really, a lot of kudos for them on that part, especially yeah, for the budget that they had. Yeah, if there's one thing that Luke, uh, you you will find in the any Luke Besson movie that you watch is the visuals are always top notch. Yeah. It's kind of like when you watch uh, uh, watch a movie from uh, who's the guy that did all the Justice League movies and like all like uh, uh like the 300 movies. I forget the name of the director. Uh, uh, Jack Snyder, Snyder something. Yeah, Snyder, Zack Snyder. Yeah, it's like it's like watching a Zack Snyder movie. Zack Snyder, it's like the quality of the material is gonna be is gonna vary from from movie to movie, but like the visuals are always gonna be freaking freaking A plus plus. So, but that's that's why I think we appreciate it more because Zack Snyder movies get a hundred billion dollars budget. Yeah, I think his budget on his movies is less than thirty million. Uh, Yeah, you got to pay the actors and the crews, and then you still got the special effects. I just feel like. Uh, oh yeah, Ryan. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's like less than thirty million for the spe- uh, for the budget of this movie. So it, it, I, I think it made, I didn't think it made his money back. So the budget was twenty million. Oh, uh, they, oh, even more impressive. They only grossed. Yeah. So the worldwide gross was thirty-two million. So they, oh, so they made, made money back. They barely made any money back from the U.S. on its own. It did not, but worldwide, it did. Okay, but twenty million dollars. I think visually, like. Jack Snyder, for him as a director, gets hundreds of million dollars for the movie. Yeah. Uh, this movie with a twenty million dollar budget, like the, it looked extremely beautiful. Uh, this, aesthetically, it was something that's eye catching and wants to experience it. Uh, the script, maybe not, but we all yeah. enjoyed the look of it. Yeah. So. Uh, and I agree with Ryan. The actors were great. Yeah. I. I only have a complaint on a few guys, but they weren't big characters, so it doesn't fucking matter. All right, so uh, let's move on to that was our like. So our dislike, one thing that you really, really disliked, and Anthony, we'll start off with you on this one. 
All right. So the uh, dislike, the one dislike I have is the use of the character Alex as the lead. He's like the lead prisoner, the lead hench person. He's such you you he's such, he's kind of built up as like this again. He's built up as this kind of dominating Gerard Butler type character that you would expect somebody like Gerard Butler to play because he looks like like he looks like Gerard Butler, and you have a certain archetype that's played by those guys that he's like uh, gonna be kind of like a domineering, got a swag, got swagger. He's smart. He knows what he's doing. No, these things Alex is not. He's kind of dumb. He's all he, he's got one goal in mind, and he can't. He can't multitask. He and he ends up dying in the end like a chump. This uh, it's like it's like they set him up as like this big threat, and he is definitely not a threat at all. And yeah. so that's one of the things I thought I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. He's like he's not our arch villain by any means uh, for this movie. He's uh, he's he's a dum dum. So <laughs> that was the one thing I didn't like. <laughs> well, I think it was supposed to be a plot twist that he was supposed to be, but then his was his brother the crazy one. Yeah actually end up being i think that was supposed to be like a plot twist but it was just poorly done yeah yeah all right victor what's one thing that you've disliked about this uh to piggyback a little bit about the actors thing it's just just too many actors who make no sense in the movie (laughs) um because there's no leeway to them there's no given like why they're there the purpose of them like just too many people to be invested, too many people to acknowledge, and then they're, like, they're quick in and out, and then they make this whole big entrance. And I'm like, okay, that went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, the detectives, Alex, all these like bad guys that come in and out of the movie really don't do much. And it's just like disappointing because visually, again, what we love about the movie, it looks good when they come in. But then like, okay, it goes nowhere. <laughs> quickly yeah. leave. Quickly leave the plot of the movie. So um, my, there were just too many actors, too many big people that Seemed like they were important. That wasn't didn't go nowhere. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually gonna have two, but to be quick. So my first one, I feel like it's pretty obvious, is the whole gravity thing. Really fucking made me. <laughs> yeah. Mad. It really fucking yeah. made me so mad in this movie because it made. Oh, Ryan, that's a given. That's I a just, given. <laughs> oh my god, that just bugged me so much. But also, the whole brief clay br- briefcase plot. That yeah. whole thing. I mean, like, like you said, yeah. Victor, they should have just fucking cut that out. It didn't matter. Yes. It added nothing to this movie at all. If anything, it made you frustrated that the movie was still going on afterwards because they're talking about this thing that we don't care about anymore. <laughs> Ryan, I will say, spoiler alert, it added literally nothing because there was literally nothing there. <laughs> there was nothing in the briefcase. <laughs> uh, so for me, that's... If they would have cut all that part out, that that the whole they would have fixed the gravity, <laughs> and if they would cut out the briefcase stuff, I'd be more happy about this film. Agree. I would be. I'd be a lot more excited about the movie. But so before we go, it's, oh no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just what I wanted to say was for people watching the movie. Yeah, we're ragging on it. I guarantee you would enjoy the movie if you know it's a bad movie going in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're gonna yeah. have fun. You're gonna have fun. So, if so, I could uh, redirect it, I would definitely expand the 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 hostage uh, negotiator yeah. role and help that expand it. Because if you expand it, as the extra 15 minutes to the movie, if you expand his role and talk about him a little bit, and then X out the suitcase thing, and then when he escapes the 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 prison, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, you know. So before we get into our uh, whether uh, whether we like this or not, MV, do we have an MVPs for the movie? Oh yeah, the MVP of the movie. I forgot about that part. 
Ooh. So I have one. If you guys, if I want, yeah. if you guys want some more time to think. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I will say my MVP for the movie. Uh, so this kind of piggybacks off of one of my likes that I didn't really get dig into. Even though this guy's a crazy, crazy skis bag, I do think the MVP of the movie is Heidel. Uh, because he, you know, they with these hostage situations, they, those things can drag out the plot. They were like, we're going to yeah. kill we're going to kill a hostage every hour. You know what he does? He's like, bam, 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 bam. I just killed all the hostages. (laughs) It's like, that part's over. (laughs) No, but like the way, the way he's characterized, he's very believable as this crazy psycho rapist dude. He's he's very, you, you see him and he's nuts. And so I, I very, very much believable. He did a great job characterizing and bringing that character life for, for Heidel. So he's my MVP for the movie, even though he's like a complete and utter skis. No, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. That's one of the better actors on it, actually, in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I really enjoy the actress who played the president's daughter. Like, mm-hmm. I will give she her my MVP. Yeah. I, yeah she Ray made me. She made me hate her. She made me like her, and then she made me hate her again. And that's just a, a toll of like the script and as a good actress, like she like lead into it. Um, so I would give her my MVP. To, the president's daughter as my MVP as the actress. As a whole, not just the character. Man, that's this is tough for me. I, so, <laughs> I, I'm gonna pick the briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> MVP, MVP, I mean, go briefcase. And here's why. So, I mean, everything's leading up to this. You're thinking there's gotta be something fucking cool or something like really like out there something something that has to be in this briefcase and what's in the briefcase fucking nothing 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 in that briefcase at all so we did all of that all that motivation to do this whole rescue to get this briefcase and there ain't shit in that so the briefcase is the mvp because he motivated somebody to risk his life for absolutely nothing Yes, and then he went back to jail. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm, he went to I'm, jail. I'm changing, I'm changing my MVP to the briefcase as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like I agree. My um, MVP now. My change to my MVP would be the first movie that we didn't watch. The right. first movie that should have happened before this. Episode one. <laughs> yeah, for episode one here. All right. Uh, so, yeah. so hold on, Victor. Have you seen the movie Hardcore Henry? Yes, I have. Okay, cool. So then you'll know this this spot where we talk about is this movie better than Hardcore Henry? No, for me, it's not better than Hardcore Henry for you. So Hardcore, Hardcore, Hardcore for me for the fans listening, Hardcore Henry, it's a horrible movie. Uh, but it's I really appreciate that the, the risk it takes for an actor director to go in this route they did for Hardcore Henry. Uh, so the movie gave me makes me sick to watch it, especially if you go to the movie theaters to watch the Hardcore Henry. Made you sick to watch it, uh, but it's it's a risk, and I enjoy the risk. So Hardcore Henry is barely better than this movie for me, barely. Wow, Anthony. So I I I, I agree that these uh these are these are pretty close and it's a hard judgment to make. Uh, but just for the sheer fact that I felt ill while watching Hardcore Henry and this movie did not make me feel ill, I will say that it's a fifty one forty nine split in favor of Lockout. 
So this one is better than this. Uh, I would say walkout is slightly, if not even, uh, uh, with uh, Hardcore Henry, slightly better to even. So it's pretty close. Uh, yeah, for the and, and uh, same same using the same arguments, uh, uh, Victor, that you use. While while uh, Harker Henry does take a lot of risks, it does it did make me feel physically ill. <laughs> yeah. It made me feel sick. I couldn't watch the whole movie in the movie theaters. I had to watch the rest of the movie at home. So, that's actually this is so funny. But I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you guys. Of like, it's so close that it's so hard to judge for me. So, I'm gonna say it's equal. Like, really, I can't say necessarily one's better than the other because for Hardcore Henry, it's the whole thing of it made me fucking nauseous. Like, it was just even at home watching it, I was I felt so sick. And 20 minutes max, you only can watch it 20 minutes max <laughs> yeah. at a time. So it's so equal that I, I'm going to say it's about equal to me. So there's Fair that enough. on the Hardcore Henry scale. There you go. We do this yeah. every episode. It's a fun one. Yeah, I guess if, if Lockout had done something a little more unique with their plot, I think Lockout definitely would have yeah. been much better. But and yeah, that's why Hardcore is... Henry is up there still on our scale because it's such a unique. They took that risk that is a hard risk that they took, and it still was a pretty yeah. good movie. Besides the whole nauseous yeah. part, like I think, I think the only I think we even on our episode we said not to watch it, but it's mainly because you felt sick. But the rest of it was yeah. great. <laughs> you can't watch it. Honestly, even at home, you're right. You can't watch the whole movie in one sitting. I think for kids, they can't. I just feel like us, as, as we get older, that, that visual style and the way the camera is like always panning like makes you nauseous. It was too and much. Too much. It would move a little. Because it did give a first-person uh, first point of view of the shooter and things like yeah. that as, like, as an action. And, well, yeah, it's, it's a risk. But it, that's what made the movie horrible. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> it looked good. I liked the movie from start to finish. I just can't watch it more than 20 minutes before. Like, all right, I got to throw up. I'll be I mean, let's, yeah. uh, let's not forget that uh, Harker Henry did have a killer dance number in the middle of it. So there was that. <laughs> wow, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the next part. So we say cheers for you liked it. You would recommend it. Party foul for don't watch it ever. Uh, so, Anthony, is this a Cheers or Party Foul movie for you? Oh, so it's so difficult because I love space movies so much. And I actually really like Guy Pierce whenever he's in his stuff because he's not in a lot of stuff nowadays. But I will, uh, I feel horrible saying this, but Party Foul on this. Whoa. This is kind of, I don't, and you know, it takes me a lot to Party Foul a movie. I'm very forgiving when it comes to stuff, but this movie. Ryan, you know the one thing I can't abide in a movie. It's boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh there's there's I mean, yes, this movie is full of action. It go it goes. It just go it don't get me wrong, there's action and there's action like throughout the course of the movie and it just goes. But I don't know why I should care about any of these people or why it's happening. Exactly. Don't give me a reason to care. It's uh it's I'm just hop you're just hopping on the train as it's going ninety miles an hour down the track, but like where's the train going? I don't know. So why should I hop on this train? I don't know. Stop the uh, stop the world. I want to get off. I really did not care for this movie. Oh man, I uh, I feel you. Yeah. So uh, Victor, you're up next, man. Party foul or cheers? I feel like well, it's obvious. I picked the the five movies I sent you guys. It's all cheers for me because I enjoy them for different reasons. Uh, obviously, 
I picked this movie because it's a bad, good movie to me. So it's a cheers, obviously, right. for me. But it's reason is because it's a bad plot, boring, like uh, like you guys say. It's it, but it's when the action goes and the plot, the things that you do like about it, it's great. But it's also yeah. bad parts about it. If you just go in knowing this is a bad movie, that's why I kept, I want to reiterate to the people like if you watch this movie, you need to know it's bad. It's popcorn. Hang out with your friends. Hang out with your family. Oh. Enjoy the bad movie for sure. Yeah, but, for sure. So, but it's a it's a cheers for me. Uh, it's a bad movie that I enjoy. I will watch again in about another two three years, not tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, this leaves it up to me to break this tie. Um, so for me. And I feel like if you guys have listened to our episodes, I'm very much of a, I need to know, is this a funny bad movie or is it just a bad movie? I don't really like the in-between. And this is kind of an in-between where there's funny parts, but it's not really supposed to be a funny movie. So that part was kind of a struggle. But I'm actually going to give this a cheers. Um a rare move as a rare Anthony party foul and Ryan cheers. I know, usually it's the opposite where he says <laughs> yeah. cheers and I'm like, I fucking hated it. But uh, I had fun. I mean, I seriously, like, I feel like it's pretty rare for me to out loud talk at the movie while it's happening. And I was doing that. I was like, that's not how that fucking works. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, exactly. Yeah, that's... I'd be like, what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. And then, like, I'd look over at him and be like, Apparently he thinks shooting shit will fix something. That doesn't make any sense. You know, just it, it made me actually talk out loud to the movie and that never happens. So I was entertained because it was so bad that I was like, I liked it. I thought it was fun, but same as you, I would watch it again, but only if I'm having friends over and we're just hanging out drinking, like just making fun of a movie, I would do that. But I think, even if you're by yourself, especially right now where there's not a lot to do, put it on and have fun. Or make a Zoom call. I recommend highly making every Friday do a Zoom call, start the movie at the same time, and you guys can watch the plot unfold at the same time. Yeah, I actually thought about doing that with, with ours. It's just like, it'd be fun to do it. So it's like, hey, let's hop on and all at the same time we can watch it and then we can do the podcast, like record it at the same time. I was like, that'd be kind of fun, but. That would be fun. I mean, we should then uh, we're uh, next podcast. You should definitely watch it together. I really think bad movies like this because uh, Lockout is a bad movie, yeah. hands down, oh, a yeah. bad movie. But it's more enjoyable with friends. It's more enjoyable, like you were saying, Ryan. If you speak out loud, you can pause it. I right, pause it. Hold up. Stop the movie. What <laughs> the fuck was that? And you have an enjoyment <laughs> of like discussing the bad edits, the bad plot. And you yeah. just sit there and rank on it. It makes the movie longer, but it makes it more enjoyable because you guys can have fun together talking trash about it. And I think that's the beauty of Lockout because I had many uh, hangouts at my house before COVID, way before COVID, and watching bad movies like this. Maybe we'll do that next time because, I mean, I know especially, I don't know how you, Anthony, feel, but this is really fun. It's nice to see all of us, like, doing this together. It's I think this is yeah. a great episode. So we'll probably have you on. You'll be one of those probably that we have on here constantly. So I would love to. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, you guys are great at doing this. Uh, Anthony, uh, watching you talk about breaking down the movie, listen to you guys do it. It's one thing, but li- watching you do it, I'm like, oh, shit, you're good. You should see his notes. <laughs> you should see his notes, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> He I was is, like, oh my god, he I don't know so he, good. I don't know if he still does, but he used to have spreadsheets of notes. <laughs> oh no, I took it back to the notebook. I'm back in the notebook now. I love it. So, man, well, uh, once we uh, hit end here, maybe we can talk about the next one that we do together, because I know we all have plenty of time. And you know what? 
as we can, let's record this stuff to. together because it's fun. It's it's honestly, yeah. I like having a third person that's super into movies. So, um, no, this was fun. I, first of all, foremost, thank you for having me on. Like I said, Anthony, you're great at this. Look, I really, I was really shocked. I knew you were good at it just listening to you guys talk about just watching you do your work and I was like, oh fuck, you're really good at this. And Ryan, not to take anything from you, you're funny. I do the background stuff, man. I do all well, the editing so it sounds good and I throw in my two cents and just laugh my ass off. So No, but the, so for me what made it more interesting to see you in your expressions, because you see Ryan, uh Anthony telling the plot and you see looking up at you, Ryan, I was like seeing your facial expressions made made me enjoy the process more. You know, I know a lot of might have might be edited out of it, but just watching your expression, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really hope moving forward, then season two, season three, you know, uh, let's do a podcast uh, becomes a visual aspect to it because your expressions tells the story of how you feel about it so much. And I'm, I thank you for having me on just to see that part of it. I really oh, thanks for coming it. on. Yeah, yeah we may I have know. to explore that visual component there. So our next part here is recommendations. What are we liking this week? Yeah, so Victor, we'll let you we'll let you think about something that you recommend to the listeners that you're enjoying this week while you're thinking. Oh. Anthony, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so uh, one of my, my recommendation for this week is uh, it's a, in the music category here because uh, I do like to me. throw out some of my music recommendations here. I know. I know. I recommend I was inspired because last too. you made a music episode. Yeah, the uh, last episode you made a music recommendation. So I am making a recommendation for one of my one of my favorite bands that just came out with a new album uh, in, on April 24th. Uh, called Afterburner. It's the band Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, so they are kind of a uh, harder rock band. Uh, they uh, they the only way I, I can't remember the genre. It's uh, not uh, it's uh, uh, you know it's just a really uh, more of a hard rock kind of like a modern prog rock type band. But that's uh, uh, pretty good music in my opinion. Uh, their out their new album Afterburner is freaking killer. I love it. Uh, I love all their music. Um, so that's my thing of the week is Dance Gavin Dance and their new album Afterburner. Nice. Victor, have you thought of something or should I go ahead and go? No, I've thought of a lot of things. Uh, I've obviously I've been home due to COVID, so I've been watching a lot of movies. Um, for me, if you guys have an opportunity to download the DC uh, app, it's only like six bucks a month. Um, I think they had a free. They still have a free trial, maybe maybe not at this point. Whenever this video is released. But um, the DC app, uh, if you enjoy animated shows or animated movies from DC and that uh, property, Harley Quinn's new series is interesting. I thought it was a fun take to watch and enjoy. Uh, it's right now 22 episodes. Season 2 is about to wrap up. It, it was fun. It, I definitely highly recommend if you enjoy comic book cartoons, but this is more on the adult side, not kid-friendly. Uh, Harley Quinn animated show for a DC app. So is that more? Uh, uh, is that like more in the like? Uh, what's the animation style on that? Is like the Bruce Tim type uh, uh, side where it's like more like a like a the older Teen Titans uh, uh, animated series, or so is that for Harley Quinn? Is more imagine imagine the stylistic of the older Teen Titans color uh -huh. and brightness of it to blood and gore of a, a R rated show for Harley Quinn. Okay, um, so kind of like the no, uh, in the okay. No spoiler alerts, but a lot of people die in this series. <laughs> do we? Do we? I won't get tell Batman? you who. I won't tell you when. No, no one can kill Batman. No one can yeah. kill Batman. But I won't tell you who. I won't tell you when. 
but it's a lot of blood and gore throughout the whole movie. But it's very uh, pop color. It's very eye catching. It's gonna age well, uh, similar to Teen Titans. It's gonna age well. A little more animated, you know. So it's not as boxy uh, as the original Teen Titans. Oh no, the original. That's the the new, new one's more boxy. The original Teen Titans very flowy, similar to that. Very colorful. Okay. It's very bright. Awesome. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, DC. I, mean, I, I, I really enjoy the DC app. I've been watching it on my yeah. first. Uh, I mean, I'm reading I mean, comic I mean, books. Yeah. I'm a huge DC fan, and I'm a huge fan of, like, the Bruce Timm animation style and, like, the older Batman animated series and Superman you series. Watch, oh, you can watch yeah. all that so, on the DC app. All, I, that, I, yeah. all on the DC app. I've been wanting to watch Justice, Justice League Unlimited, so I think I'm, I might have to do that. That's also good, but I yeah. just think Harley Quinn was a fun watch. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out, too. So, Ryan, what is your thing of the week? So, my thing is also another TV show, which is on Amazon Prime. It's called The Boys. <clears throat> Um, oh yes that is good yes so i mean i tried to describe this earlier to somebody else and it's kind of hard to describe but pretty much it's about superheroes but it's more about like the people that get hurt by like you know whenever let's say the flash is like running down the street it's like the people that get hurt by the flash that's going so fucking fast that he runs over you know it's just like it's uh Man, it's a, it's a crazy can I show. can I try can I try to explain a little bit please of it? Please do, please do. I'm terrible at it. So, if you enjoy the Justice League uh, or the DC or Marvel like Avenger movies, if you enjoy it, imagine the boys or these people don't care if they kill people. Yeah. yeah, and they don't get in trouble for killing people. That's all it is. It's just like a superhero group who don't care about people. Yep. Yeah. It's it's like superheroes, but they're assholes. It is yes. crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy show. I enjoyed it. There were some kind of scenes that were a little hard to get through because it was pretty gory and a little rough, but I was just like, <laughs> it's it's so good. Um, it's a great show. So I'm, if you have Amazon Prime, man, watch it. It's a great sh- it's a It's a fun show. It's good. Story will keep you interested for sure. I highly recommend don't read the comics. Oh, it really? It's bad in the comics. It gets oh. really... If it's rough to watch the show, it's tough to read the comics. I've made the mistake. I've only read the first five issues, and I was like, I am not going to finish this. Yeah, well. I'll put that in my comic. I'm a big comic book nerd, and I have a huge comic book collection. I have over 800 comic books, and I, I try to get through the boys, and uh, I put it down. I was like, I'm not going to finish this. <laughs> uh, Victor, do you have uh, Disney Plus? Yes. Okay. Good because I, I I I am a I am a nerd where I have all, everything. I have yeah. a little bit of everything. So uh, I was just curious, mainly because our next movie will be from Disney Plus. Which Anthony, I picked our movie for next time. So oh, did you pick our movie for I next did. week? Ryan, what are we watching so next week? Our next movie is The Black Hole, and you can find that on classic Disney Plus. Oh, all right, in years. <laughs> I watched it, and I was like, I got to talk about this. And I'm just going to throw it out here. Anthony, you're probably cool with it. Victor, if you want to join us for that episode, we would love to have you. I would love to. I haven't seen that movie in years, honestly. Like, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie to watch. That I had fun, and I was like, you know what? It's a fun movie, and if we all have the Disney+, Plus, why not do it again together? It's another space one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's yeah. keep on this space theme, I guess. Yeah, I, it's a really fun movie. It's a, it's, it's out there. It's interesting, but it's fun. Yeah. I had a lot. Of, I remember watching it and having a lot of fun watching it. It's a crazy yeah, movie. I, I can't I, I don't believe I've seen that movie since I was like a little little kid. So yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to check that out. It'll be a fun I feel like we're all the same it. age. We're all in our early thirties, right? Uh I'm in my late thirties now. <laughs> I feel like the movie came out in ninety two. Ninety three. Let's see, it came out uh this is uh, this is the black uh, black hole. It came out in like nineteen seventies, didn't it? Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. I was wrong. I was all yeah. off. So I thought it was a TV show originally, but never mind. It was just a bad movie from the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's 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 a fun movie. I, if you have Amazon or no, uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I really I recommend you go watch it and listen to the episode because I think it'll be a fun one for us because I I had fun just watching it and I'll definitely watch it again before we do it. But um, no, I would I would love if you guys want me back. I would love to have it back. You guys comment below if you guys want me back too as well. I really, really appreciate it having me on here. Yeah. And oh, yeah, also definitely. really just, again, I enjoy seeing the behind the scenes. You guys work well together. For two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see here. You guys can find Victor at Dallas Beer Talk on Instagram, on Facebook. Are you on Twitter also, sir? I'm on Twitter. I'm on. I'm on TikTok, and I'm on. Oh, I'm he's on, on TikTok. We got a TikTok. Oh, man. I got three videos on there. <laughs> just chugging, just chugging just beer. A chugging TikTok. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, so you can find Dallas Beer Talk almost on any socials. You can find us. Uh, let's do a podcast on Facebook. Let's Instapod on Instagram. Let's tweet a pod on Twitter. Uh, you can comment, rate, subscribe, do all the things you're supposed to do when you listen to podcasts. Um, again, Victor, thank you so much. I I thought this was yeah. A blast. Thank you so much for coming on. This, this is, is great. So yeah. great. <laughs> I've had, literally had a lot. I've had a lot of fun talking about this movie. I have no one to talk about movies with. Uh, any of my girlfriends hated my movie passions, uh, so it's really <laughs> great to have someone to talk to about movies. But also, it's really good to see. Like I've heard this podcast several times. And I enjoy the episodes, but watch you guys. I just really, really appreciate it. So for you guys listening to this podcast, especially towards the end, comment below. Please comment below if you guys want to see their uh, expressions, because I guarantee you it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. It's like, I don't like, know how many people want to see this ugly mug. So, but if you if you want it, I'll subject you to it. So. Yeah, I feel the same way about my ugly mug, but it's worth it just to see yeah. you guys, the way you guys expressionally work off each other and this thing how you guys vibe it was it was an extreme pleasure just to see behind the scenes and i really really thank you for having me I honestly thank you so much i loved how much all three of us vibed off each other i it i think this went this went great it was fun um you know I, i'll do research so i can hopefully record the next one through here so we can maybe start a youtube channel as you know because it's better to start it now than later you know so yeah, I yeah, yeah. Out the better Whenever you guys want to, but I just also wanted the people, the audience who enjoyed this podcast, let, let them know you want to see their faces. I'm telling you, you're missing out. You're missing out on 90% of what makes this podcast great. I guarantee it. All right. So, so thanks so much, you, Ryan. Thank you so much, Anthony, yeah. for having me on. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming on. So in case you weren't listening to it uh, to us a few seconds ago, our next podcast is going to be on uh, the black hole. 
from Disney Plus. So if you want to watch it before we talk about it, go ahead and watch it. And uh, Ryan, what do we say at the end of our podcast? Let's end a pod. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs> Cheers, guys. See ya.